Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me is my buddy and co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Welcome, Will. What's up, Gabe? So, we have been deep in the woods for 21 episodes. Uh, just, you know, obviously, definitely a heavy topic of what we're trying to, to discuss and go through. Uh, but one thing that we have found uh, through our time of going through these difficulties in the past was that sometimes, man, it was good to be refreshed, right? And just to take a step back out of the situation, detach, and, and maybe even laugh. And so I'm not saying that we're going to make anybody laugh today, uh, but hopefully just having a little bit of a step back from the heaviness of our conversation will be refreshing. I know my wife and I, when we were going through the, the birth and unfortunate loss of our triplet daughters, we were in the hospital. Uh, she still hadn't been discharged yet. It was a day or two after their birth. And we had some friends come in one evening and uh, I don't know what we were talking about or what they were talking about, but they had been to some kind of event and they came in and were just trying to encourage us. And man, we got to, they got to tell us some funny stories and like we were laughing and like, you know, when they left, it, we were in the midst of this heavy, heavy time because we got three girls in the NICU. Well, two girls, I think one that unfortunately had already passed away at this time. So we've already suffered the, you know, unfortunately went through the, the premature birth. They're, they're in the NICU. They're just under under two pounds, already lost one, and got two in there fighting for their life. And, you know, we were just heavy, heavy-hearted, right? Heavy, Everything's heavy. And to have them come in and share that time of laughter with us was so encouraging and uplifting and kind of gave us a bit of a a break, right, from the heaviness of the situation. So we thought today we would spend a few minutes um, trying to break the heaviness of our situation as well and of what we've been talking about. So that being said, we're going to get into some favorites, all right? So uh, we're going <clears> to <throat> start by asking you, Will, what is your favorite movie of all time? Uh, when you said that, I kind of had to think for a minute because, uh, excuse me, because <clears throat> Hannah and I watch a lot of Netflix, like, series but we don't watch a whole lot of movies but i think probably my favorite movie hopefully it's all of your favorite movie because it's the best movie is gladiator and i love wow. russell crowe he said the best movie the like best there wasn't movie. even a question the there okay it's gladiator because right. it's cool it's got russell crowe in it he's great he's got that super deep gravitas in his voice and it's like i'm a history major so it's roman history I mean, it's not real history but it's the gladiator I wish it was real history and dude's name is awesome maximus yes. decimus meridius and so it's like i don't know it's cool it's like it's kind of sad at the end but it's also kind of happy because it's like he's reunited with his family sorry if you haven't seen this but now like 20 years now so it's your you fault, haven't seen it's your fault. That's yeah right. yeah so <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a great movie, uh, and I generally just like things that have happy endings because, like, my wife talks about, like, we'll watch a Netflix series and it finishes, and I'm like, I really hated that. Like, I don't, I didn't like that. I didn't think it was very good. And she's like, it was really good. It just didn't have a happy ending, and you like happy endings. And like, yeah, that's, I just, there's life serious enough. I like my movies to, to end with the the hero winning or the family being reunited or whatever it is. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am. I like it. That's a good oh, one, man. Yeah, one of my buddies has has uh, has the 
the poster, the movie poster mm. for the Gladiator, mm. like in his office, really? uh, at his work. Yeah, mm. so I think about that's a great movie. And um, yeah, so this will just show everyone the difference in the emotional intelligence of Will mm -hmm. versus me. Okay, because my favorite movie of all time is Goonies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, nothing to do with Roman history and like this amazing story of redemption, uh, like whatever. Mm. Yeah, man, that's Goonies, the Goonies, that's dude. Funny. That is my favorite movie of all time. I mm. remember I saw it in the theaters when it came out in 1985, mm. and um, I have seen it. I don't. Even, I can't even. I mean, at least a hundred times, mm -hmm. probably more. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, since then, uh, I could. I can quote the entire movie. Mm -hmm. Well, as it goes along, mm -hmm. like I don't. I don't miss a beat. Um, and so what I'm saying is, I have spent way too much time watching TV, and that's why my brain is not working as good as Will's. That's yeah. why he comes up with all this amazing content, and I'm just like throwing in a few uh huhs every now and then. So, so why is that? You know, I guess. A, it was right in the middle. Of, like I was the same age as those dudes in that movie, yeah. right? And I had a yeah. group of buddies that I rolled through Rain Tree neighborhood with, mm. and we would, you know, get into stuff in the woods and whatever. And so I could just see like us being those guys, you mm. know, and uh, and I just just loved it, man. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole thing about pirate treasure and mm -hmm. you know, like going on this adventure and you know, running from from booty traps. Booby traps. That's what I said. Booby traps. Um, and so, yeah, man, Goonies, that's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, that's great. Uh, what about sports? You got any favorite sports franchises? So, I would say yes, absolutely. So, my favorite Clemson, this team is Clemson, like, mm -hmm. sports team. Like, mm -hmm. I, I grew up going to Clemson games and still my favorite, like, sports team coll collegiately. Um, professionally, definitely the pre-Dennis Rodman Chicago Bulls. Mm -hmm. Uh, back in the day, pre-Dennis Rodman, like those teams it's too. They were to they were great. I hope he's not listening. I love Dennis Rodman. He's crazy. So greatest rebounder, yeah. one of the greatest defenders of all time. <laughs> um, but man, that was like a just a circus show, man, when he came to town, you know. But mm. I was I grew up Clemson fan, like mm -hmm. I said, and so I was a big uh, Horace Grant fan. Mm. Like when I was a kid, like Horace Grant was my hero, mm -hmm. man. So he played uh, power forward at Clemson. So when I'm starting to watch sports on TV, Horace Grant was at Clemson mm -hmm. having a great career, mm -hmm. and I just, man, I love that guy. Like, I, I picked number 54 when I was a kid playing basketball because mm -hmm. I wanted to be Horace Grant. Mm -hmm. Well, he ended up getting drafted by the Chicago Bulls, so I started watching the Bulls because of Horace Grant, not it because of Michael doesn't Jordan. doesn't hurt that Michael Jordan's on the team, right? That worked out very well for me <laughs> because I'm a – now, nobody believed me that I was a Bulls fan because of Horace <laughs> yeah. Grant, but I I literally – I didn't know who Jordan was because mm. I was just a Grant fan. That's funny. And obviously it worked out pretty well for me. <laughs> and this was early days of cable television. WGN was uh, um, the Chicago cable station that, you know, uh, ran the Bulls games. And so, man – Growing up as a kid, getting to watch the Bulls play, man, there was nothing like it, That's dude. Cool. It was the greatest show in town. So now I've got my kids, like, we'll ask uh, Alexa to play the Chicago Bulls intro music. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll do, like, the, and now, Edgar <laughs> from North Carolina, six foot six, you know, and uh, so they'll run out That's cool. with their basketball. Except now, they, these, these kids, man, these kids these days, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Mm -hmm. My little one, Tyson, he doesn't want me to say Michael Jordan. 
Mm-hmm. He wants me to say LeBron James mm-hmm. because he just Fine, saw he just saw the second Space Jam movie, and I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna say you're LeBron James if we're yeah. listening to Chicago Bulls music. Yeah, you're gonna be Michael Jordan, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> so how about you? Teach those kids. Yeah, I'm a current NBA fan, but yeah, I still LeBron's good, but he's not Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, I'm a Clemson fan too. I grew up watching pretty much Clemson football. I've always been just. Football's been my sport. Uh, I really didn't care much for basketball growing up. Didn't really know anybody that played much. Really never cared for baseball. Always thought it was boring. Um, But kind of as I got older, I guess in college, I was up late one night, and I watched a rerun of an Oklahoma City Thunder game, and that was like 2011, and Kevin Durant scored like 55 points or something and was just putting on a show, and I was like, I'm going to have to watch this. and So I ended up watching every available game at that point, and if you know anything about the NBA, that's kind of when the Thunder were rising up to be a power in the league, and I think the next year is 2012, we went to the finals, and so it was like, hey, this is we're on the edge of something, we're going to win 10 championships here. And then if you know the sad history of the Thunder, it's uh, 13, 14, 15 were all like injury-plagued seasons. I think 15 or 16 is a season that Thunder fans call the Plagues of Egypt season. So, uh, yeah, it's been a a rough road there, and now we're in the midst of like a full rebuild. But, uh, yeah, I've been a Thunder fan, and again, if you know anything about the NBA, Durant, Durant left in 16, so now he's a snake. Um, then uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook st- t- stuck around for a few years, and Westbrook doing what's best for him and doing what's best for the franchise got traded. And then we got Paul George, and he's traded, and Carmelo, and that was interesting. And he's gone, so now we're just we have like a few guys on the team that nobody knows unless you're a hardcore fan, and a million draft picks. So that's cool. I'm excited about that, but uh, it's gonna be. An interesting next few years to figure out uh, what what our team looks like. Hopefully, uh, we can flash back to like the 11, 12 years where the Thunder are trying to go to the finals and win some championships here soon. But here, we'll here, see. Here's what I think you need to do, man. What's up? I'm just going to be straight up with mm-hmm. you. Like all them dudes that were New England Patriots fans and are now all of a sudden Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. <laughs> you just need to trade teams. Nah, man. You just need to leave them and I'm, start wearing I'm, Nets jerseys and nah, whatever team. No chance, Where's, man. I don't even know where Westbrook's at Westbrook's now. at the Lakers now. Which He's at Lakers. Yeah, he got traded oh. like three weeks oh, ago. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Yeah, two okay. weeks ago. Yeah. Which so is going to be There weird. you go. Now you're a Lakers know. fan and you're a Nets fan. No way. I can't. East Coast and West Coast. I would rather never watch basketball again <laughs> than be – either a Lakers fan or a Nets fan because the Nets are still, like, not a real team. Like, they're still – I don't care if they have Durant and Harden and Kyrie right now. They're still – you can't tell me that you were a Nets fan. I don't don't think I believe you if you said you've been a Nets fan before the last two years because you're either from Brooklyn or you're just lying because they're now – they now have three superstars and a bunch of old dudes who maybe know how to play basketball still. DeAndre Jordan looking at you. But – yeah, they're not good, and no. Me and my brother have actually had this conversation. Like, my brother Daniel is a uh, NBA fan, and he—I don't even know how he does it. Like, he's an NBA fan, and he, like, he is exactly that. He like watches some NBA games. He like enjoys the sport. He doesn't have a team, and like, like maybe you could say he's more of a pure fan of the game than I am because he can just sit there and watch whatever wizards versus pistons and like 
that's just gross to even say those two teams <laughs> playing. But, like, he just watches them. Or he might be a LeBron fan, so he watches some LeBron games. But I'm, like, I'm all in on a franchise. Like, I I look down on those fans who were like, oh, the team's bad this year. I'm not going to pay attention. Like, no, you're a fan of this team. You need to commit to the team, be with them through the bad times. And if you don't go through with them with the bad times and you don't deserve them at their good times. So, yeah, I'm that fan that as bad as it gets for the Thunder – I'll be there. I'm still listening. There's a Thunder podcast. That's one of the questions I was going to ask down here is what podcast you listen to. But probably the definitely the podcast I listen to as faithfully as any other is a Thunder podcast called Down to Dunk that I think it's been around since like 13. I've only listened to it since like 17. But they come out with uh, episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll listen to them like within a couple hours of them coming out. I actually... Uh, they have YouTube streams, and I was sitting around at uh, at work. I hope my boss isn't listening. At one point, <laughs> at like four thirty, and they were uh, they were doing a live stream, and so like I got on there and like said, "So excited to be here! First time I've ever been in a live stream." And then I, I like put my name on there and left. And they do this thing where they like go through the stream and talk about like this person's here from Germany and this person's here from this place. They got a person from Antarctica that listens to him. I'm like, that's crazy. Wow. But they said my name on the podcast and they were like, William William Hecox, they said my name wrong from South Carolina is here. And I was like, dude, I'm on this podcast. I said, how cool is that? Wow. So yeah, if you're if you're not a fan that commits to a team, then you're not a real fan. That's my opinion. That's that is Strong good. Opinion. I like that. I love that. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll jump into, uh, you said favorite podcast, Your, yeah. there's yours. Um, I listen to a couple. Main ones would be, well, really only, well, that's not true. I listen to several off and on. But one is called I Say All That to Say This. Mm. Really good. Mm. My buddy John Andrews does it. And just um, great stuff. Mm. Sports, primarily interviewing coaches. Uh, and a lot of good life lessons on there, so check that out. And then also, I listen to the Jocko podcast. Mm-hmm. Love that. You know, I'm not. A, I did. I was not in the military, um, but I just have so much respect for those that were, and just so many great life lessons that I learned from that. You know, not only life lessons, just but also business lessons that are, mm-hmm. you know, transferable from these guys and girls' experiences. You know, in their. Uh, military efforts and so mm-hmm. man love love both of those podcasts so mm-hmm. yeah definitely and i'm gonna and i'll just say you know being such a huge oklahoma city thunder mm-hmm. fan which is yeah. i'm proud of you for sticking with them because <laughs> i did not i did not when grant left the bulls then i became all like a also a mad orlando magic fan mm-hmm. because that's where grant went okay. um and then still Sh- still kind of bulls penny fan. there at that time penny that, shack yeah. you know grant you know that was pretty fun time dennis mm. anderson mm. you know and then um yeah so they had some they had some good runs there and um that was fun and then um yeah but i did i did get to meet michael jordan really one time which well, was super was cool there. man it was neat it was that my father-in-law was working for this company that was a sponsor of uh the hornets uh games mm. And up in Charlotte, and uh, so he brought in like all of their top sponsors, and he was the representative from this company, and That's he cool. got to bring a and one, and That's so cool. he knew I was a you know mm-hmm. kind of lifelong Jordan fan, so he was like, hey, you want to come with me to this thing tonight at the Hornets game? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. 
He was like, "Oh, it's we're gonna get to meet George." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. You know, so it was, it was cool, <laughs> man. They, cool. Yeah, they had this like room set up, and mm. um, he would just kind of usher. They would just usher you in, and you know, you mm. get to like spend you know fifteen minutes at the wow. King's Court basically. And man, he was super nice and gracious mm. and totally chill and just like, you know, just kind of shot the breeze for about fifteen minutes, wow. and uh, you know, it was just a really neat experience. Mm. And uh, one thing I remember was. I mean, he was, you know, they're like, oh, he's only 6'6". Six, six. He was a tall 6'6", six, six, mm. and his hands were ginormous. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you hear people talk about how big his hands were. Yeah. Dude, they were, for a 6'6", six, six dude, his hands were bigger than the average 6'6 six, six guy. That's crazy. So I just remember that. When I shook, it shook his hand, you know, yeah. it was like his hand went up to my yeah. elbow, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, it was a cool experience. Yeah, so uh, what about books? My uh, my favorite book is probably 1984. Um which may tell you something about my political leanings as well. We won't get into that in this podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty great. It's, uh, if you don't know anything about 1984, it's a dystopian future that kind of talks about, like, a tyrannical world government, uh, specifically in, I guess, England. And it's a lot of cool life lessons, that I think, like, basically about government power overreaching. But I also like... Just good stories. I've, uh, I'm, my wife and I have an Audible membership, and I recently found out that you can get, I guess, like books that are out of copyright now that are so old. They're a bunch of classic books, and uh, I found out, like, I downloaded like 120 books for free because wow. they were all out of copyright. And so I've, I've kind of like started on this probably multi year journey of listening to I want to listen to all the classics so I've listened to like I'm listening to Adventures of Tom Sawyer right now I listen to The Maltese Falcon um Walden by Thoreau I listen to uh what's the first one I listened to I don't remember what it was uh the Scarlet Pimpernel that was a pretty neat book and it sounds cool apparently that's hmm. a flower of the Scarlet Pimpernel but it's about like the French Revolution and stuff like that, but yeah, it's pretty pretty neat. Uh, so yeah, I'm going into I, I listened to Crime and Punishment oh, by uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky, which yeah. is like the coolest name. I told my wife we need to name a child Fyodor, and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're never doing that." But uh, I want to listen to War and Peace. It's like 61 hours long, so that'll be fun. But wow, yeah, 61 so, hours. Yeah, so my I'm, goodness. Yeah books give me the books that's really awesome yeah. man and again you know mine is hop on pop by dr seuss so <laughs> again we can see the uh intellectual disparity between our our hosts here right here no okay uh, so not, that's not actually hop on pop but i was trying to think of like the most elementary book that i could say based uh, on what will was saying so uh fiction book for me atlas shrugged mm-hmm. uh by mm-hmm. ann rand uh man she again mm-hmm. kind of talking about political leanings there mm. um you know just a neat book man i mean mm. you know pretty hardcore but mm. just uh i just think everybody needs to read it you know just about kind of the benefits of mm. of democracy the benefits of capitalism and why it's good for our society versus uh mm. versus socialism um and so yeah, I loved it. Just re- kind of randomly picked it up. I had to read the Fountainhead for chiropractic college. I, don't, I still don't know mm-hmm. why we had to read that book. Um, and that. Uh, yeah, it was same author Ayn yeah, Rand. Okay. And um, yeah, but uh, 
yeah, I read that, and then I was like, hey, okay, what else has she written? Because I kind of liked mm. it, and so I read the um, Atlas Shrugged and liked it a lot more. Mm. And so, so that one, a uh, nonfiction book, would be Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Just mm. love it, man. It's just mm. about like, you know, kind of being a man and and what that, uh, you know, men's hopes and dreams and mm. you know our inner longings and what drives us to do what we do and you know how we can be better mm. men, how we can follow God better. And mm. so, uh, yeah, those are definitely my two favorite books yeah. for sure. We got to go here, but let's uh, let's rapid fire through a couple of these. Um, let's do music. Go for it, Gabe. Man, I have such an eclectic music taste. I mean, man, my 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 music taste would be, you know, if I had to say one, it'd be eclectic. But I grew up on hip hop and rap, and that's mm-hmm. that's my leanings. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say I just jumped through a few, like you say, eclectic. Like my dad uh, loved like the '60s, '70s hippie music, so that's kind of what I grew up on was that. But then he also loved bluegrass, so I like bluegrass. Uh, I got into listening to like Frank Sinatra. Um, mm-hmm. Then I like like Led Zeppelin. I like some '80s like hair band, like hair metal. And I don't really like much like '90s music, and I I don't care for much that's out now, other than maybe alternative. But yeah, I dude, like music we actually that, like, this is where we're simpatico right here. It's almost like you looked at my Apple Play like <laughs> stuff and like what I've recently searched, and you are saying everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. Awesome. Uh, Vacations. Uh, I went to Scotland in 2014, oh, wow. cool. and I went uh, with a friend of mine who was a missionary to China in 08. Dude, that's about awesome. you, man. I would say favorite vacations, like straight up vacations, would be Hawaii or Turks and Caicos. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, crazy experience. Probably my craziest experience was bull riding. I rode a bull when I was 15. I think I did it like three times, and then I got kicked by the bull and uh, tore my meniscus. So oh, I bro. I haven't done that since then. That is it was fun. Cool. It's pretty sweet. I understand why people do it. It's quite an adrenaline rush. Wow. <laughs> so I got to go to space one time. and then, No, that's, sweet. Not, that's yeah. not accurate. With I just Elon don't have Musk. anything. Yeah. yeah, with Elon Musk. I went on his first flight. Yeah. I, I don't have anything to top bull riding, uh, so I had to make up a lot. I don't know. Uh, and last one we'll hop here is uh, hobbies. Uh, I think we both talked about sports. Uh, I guess like my hobbies – I like video games, which I guess I'll be 30 in a week and a half here, so maybe you say I'm too old for video games, but I grew up, I guess, with the original Nintendo mm-hmm. and then Super Nintendo and PlayStation and everything since then I've played um, other than the Wii and GameCube. I didn't. I thought those were like not cool platforms. But, um, yeah, I play video games when I have time, and I like fountain pens. Like I like writing with fountain pens. I think they're they're neat. They're expensive, but they're cool. That's awesome. What about you? Like where you dip the ink in the thing and whatever, get, like that kind of thing. Yeah, you can okay. still get dip pens, but they have like a little cartridge in them, just similar right. to a ballpoint pen. Yeah. But you can, which you can actually get disposable cartridges, or what I use is a cartridge converter that's got a little screw thing on the back. So you mm-hmm. dip the cartridge into an inkwell, suck the ink up, and then you put it in the pen, and you can write for, I don't know, ten pages or whatever, and then the ink runs out and you can change the color so um pretty neat um like do i say learn, do you do calligraphy no but it does make my handwriting better than it normally is if you see my notes from our podcasts it's pretty scratchy and looks like whatever like a 10 year old wrote it but or maybe a five-year-old but uh yeah you kind of have to be a little more particular uh and careful and it's actually pretty neat this is a again a side note but uh i'm always looking out for like other people who like 
fountain pens or use them. And I found out that uh, Chris Kerger, pastor, uses fountain pens. And uh, and Ashton also likes, I guess not fountain pens, but he likes nice ballpoint pens. Yeah. So like, like Mont Blanc pens. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like cool. yeah, Mont Blanc's a big one. So yeah, I'm a I'm a pen weirdo, a Dude, history weirdo, a gladiator weirdo. So, so yeah. Okay, Mont Blanc and fountain <laughs> pen makers. We love some sponsors up on this mm, Joker. So yeah. there we go. Or you can yeah, start you can start another thing, a We've podcast talked, just yeah, for, fountain, for pens. fountain pens. I don't know if there's a fountain pen podcast. Maybe well, that'll be a thing. That's what I'm saying. You we'll, should start that we'll because if you get in a niche like that, you know, mm. like there you go, man. Yeah. You do can a, retire and be a fountain pen podcaster. I like the sound of that. <laughs> hey, they got a store that just sells pens. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, that's yeah, there's a, one in Greenville. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So now we start a fountain pen website. Nobody mm. stole this idea. Mm-hmm. That has different fountain pens, and you got your forum on there. And then now, now I think that's what we need to think about. Heck, I'll give them a shout out, and then I can tag them on uh, on uh, whatever Facebook. It's True Fay Pens. They're pretty great. The guy in there, Chris, I believe is his name, is cool. He uh, lets you try pens. And uh, if you're interested in fountain pens, check out True Fay in Greenville, South Carolina. And tell him I sent you, even though they're not a sponsor. Maybe he'll give me a cool fountain pen. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. That's right. Yeah, that's guys. Awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. And, uh, yeah, this was fun. We maybe have to do some other episodes like this and just talk about whatever's going on. But, uh, yeah, appreciate your time, guys. Gabe, you want to take us out? Yeah, absolutely. So, if I can get our computer working right here, then I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. So again, thank y'all for joining us for this little lighthearted episode, kind of a break from the the deep well that we've been in for a while. I want to thank y'all for joining us. Make sure that you follow Lost Boys the Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also check out my book called Thy Will Be Done with the question mark at the end of that. And just search that name and my and my name, uh, Gabriel O'Sullivan, on Amazon. Thanks again. See you soon.